For the law appoints as high priests those who are subject to weakness. But the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Please pray with me. Dear God in heaven, we pray as we always do that you would be in our midst at this time and in this place. And we trust that you are here. May my words be your words and all of our thoughts, your thoughts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. His name was Jeff Carter. Now, I'm sure that Jeff Carter has no idea that his name is so burned into my memory, but there it is. Uh, Jeff Carter was a classmate of mine in high school, but my clearest Jeff Carter memory is a moment when Jeff Carter wasn't even there. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in my weight training class. I know you believe that. Um, In my junior year of high school, I was in my weight training class sitting on one of those quadriceps machines where you sit and sort of extend your legs out to lift the weights. And on the machine to my right was May Castro. And I desperately wanted to ask her out on a date. I had never asked anyone out on a date before. This was going to be my big first moment. And so I finally choked out the question, do you want to go out for some dinner on Friday night? Now what she said was, I'm busy on Friday. A few days later, I found out that what she meant was, I'd rather go on a date with Jeff Carter. So, When I asked May my question, there were two responses she could have made, right? Two words she could have said to me, either yes, which would have meant, you are acceptable. Everything is okay. Or no, which meant you're not good enough. Now we read about those same two words in the letter to the Hebrews this morning, but they were called something slightly different. You heard them. Here's what Hebrews says. For the law appoints as high priests those who are subject to weakness, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. So we have these two words, two appointments. The first word, the one that I'm saying says, no, you're not good enough, is the one that Hebrews says appoints priests that are subject to weakness. This word is called the law. And it appoints priests that are subject to weakness. The other word, the word that says, yes, you are good enough, is called here the word of the oath. And it appoints a son. So we have the law that appoints weak priests, and we have the word of the oath that appoints a son. This word, as you may have guessed, is the gospel. These two words, these two appointments are different, and the difference between them means everything for us. Now, in this selection from Hebrews 7, we're reading about how Jesus is a different kind of high priest than the priests that had been set up by the law. You read this along with us. First of all, we read that Jesus' priesthood lasts forever, whereas normal human priests die and have to be replaced. I know you're shocked 
But it's true. One day I will die. But there's something more profound than just the longevity of Jesus' priesthood. For it was fitting, says Hebrews, that we should have such a high priest, holy, blameless, undefiled, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens. And here's the key. Unlike the other high priests, he, Jesus, has no need to offer sacrifices day after day. First for his own sins and then for those of the people. This he did once for all when he offered himself. Now before Jesus, Jews had to bring a sacrifice to the temple at least every year. Everyone would come to Jerusalem with the best offering they could bring. Their healthiest goat, their hardiest grain, their first prophet, whatever was the best thing they could offer, and they would offer it to God, hoping against hope that it would be good enough to cover the sins of the previous year. But then, even if it was good enough, even if the offering was acceptable, they'd have to come right back the next year, right? Their sacrifice didn't have any staying power. And ultimately, there was always that fear, that fear of you're not good enough. There was always the fear that that would ultimately win out. But Jesus, we're told, is different. He's not like those priests who had to offer a sacrifice Day after day, month after month, year after year, Jesus is better. His sacrifice of himself only needed to happen once and for all. It's always good and forever. And then we get that final sentence about these two words. For the law, on the one hand, appoints as high priests those who are subject to To weakness, but the word of the oath, on the other hand, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Now these two words, the word that makes you subject to weakness and the word of the oath, form the two spines of Christianity, the things from which everything else comes. We've come up with lots of synonyms for these words. Judgment and love, critique and grace, and most theologically, law and gospel. But let's use the words of relationships this morning, two words with which we are incredibly familiar, which we all have long experience with. On the one hand, you're not Jeff Carter. (laughs) On the other hand, you are Jeff Carter. Or... Translated for each one of us, you're not good enough, or you are good enough. Anyone who has ever expressed their love to another person knows about these two words deep in their bones. When that person you desperately want to be with says, no, I'm busy on Friday night, all you hear is, you're not good enough. And you feel like you're going to die. You feel judged. And rightly so, right? You have been judged, haven't you? If you were better, they'd want to be with you. There's a song called If Only, in which the singer expresses this exact feeling. If only I was taller, he said. 
If I had a million dollars, maybe then you'd be with me. If only I was 18 and had the courage of the A-team, maybe then you'd be with me. If only I had more time, if I had Mike Ness's hairline, then you'd want to be with me. In May Castro's case, it turned out that I just needed to be more like Jeff Carter. And we all have Jeff Carter in our lives. Even if Jeff Carter is just the better version of you that you ought to be. And when we fall short, when we hear that whispered judgment, you're not good enough, it hurts. It hurts because in the words of Hebrews, it makes us subject to weakness. In other words, it's all about pointing out our weaknesses. That's its job. That's the law's job, to point out your weakness. And oh boy, is the law good at its job. You're not good enough is everywhere. It's every day. It's the soundtrack of our lives. So how do we get out from under this? How do we escape from you're not good enough? Well, Hebrews says that we have a problem because the law appoints as high priests human beings, those who are subject to weakness. You are your high priest under the law. The law makes you responsible for yourself. Honor your father and mother. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Sure, we know about these things, but also everything here on earth. Have a good attitude. Be physically attractive or successful. Be more like Jeff Carter. All of these are things that you feel you must do to make everything okay. To be acceptable. To hear those words, you are okay. But the onus is on you. As long as you are your own high priest, the words, you're not good enough, are going to follow you around like a personal storm cloud, making you subject to weakness. It will destroy any peace that you might ever have, and it will judge your every shortcoming. It will become the soundtrack of your life. You know what the worst part of this judgment is? The worst part is, it's true. You're not good enough. We haven't honored our fathers and mothers. We haven't loved God with all of our hearts. We haven't loved our neighbors. We don't even have the attitude we want. We aren't as attractive as we wish we were. And Jeff Carter, forget it. He's so cool. <laughs> We've earned our storm clouds, fair and square. And that hurts the news that we're not good enough. Maybe you've felt not good enough once or twice in your life, or 300 or 400 times, or all the time. So what do we do about it? Normally, we take a deep breath, get our offering together and go to the temple for the annual sacrifice. But we don't go to Jerusalem, of course. We go to the gym or to the library 
or wherever it is we need to go to improve ourselves, to up our offering so that maybe this time it might be good enough. Maybe this time we might be acceptable. Maybe this time the answer might be yes. But chances are we'll be back next year trying again. Is that the life into which we're welcoming Ansel and Carrington? Good luck, kid. You're responsible for yourself. Work hard and hope it's good enough. Are they going to be singing if only for the rest of their lives? If only I was better, if I followed every letter, maybe God would be with me. Absolutely not. There is good news for them and for you. There is good news for those of us carrying around those personal storm clouds, for those of us laboring under the judgment that we're not good enough. Hebrews says that we have a new high priest, a better high priest. We don't have to sacrifice anymore. Now, because of the cross, you're not good enough has been defeated forever. Now we can confess before... When we heard, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, honor your father and mother, love God and your neighbor, we always heard that other little voice whispering in our ear, you're not good enough. And it killed us inside. Now, when we hear that accusing voice reminding us of our sins, we have more glorious arms to run to. And these are the arms, the arms of our Savior Christ, which enfold Ansel and Carrington now. Jesus says, I know you're not good enough. I died for you. In me, you are perfect. This is our new high priest, offering himself on that altar once and for all for the sins of the world. Every time we dishonor our father and mother, he intervenes. Every time we love ourselves with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, he intervenes. Every time we hate our neighbor, he intervenes. Every time we think we've offered a wonderful sacrifice of good behavior and Christian virtue, he puts his real and actual holiness On the line for us. And every time we worry that we're not good enough, he overwhelms that accusing whisper with a shout I have been good enough for you. Ansel Piercy and Carrington Coke, parents and godparents. Friends and family, members of Grace Anglican and visitors, every single person gathered here in the name of Jesus, he has been good enough for you. That is the good news for those of us, you and me, who know deep down that we're not good enough. The word of the oath which came later than the law. 
has overwhelmed it and has appointed a son who has been made perfect forever. And in that son, so have we. Amen.